This is Jen, to your mom, joined as always by Gear Dad. Hello. Today we are going to do personality tests for the dogs. Should be interesting. We're not going to do all five because that would be like a two-hour <laughs> episode. And disclaimer, these are human personality tests, yep. not dog personality tests. Uh, so we're going to walk through it with y'all with queso. We have already done uh, hops and vink. They're like... And I have pre-baked one in the oven. And so we'll kind of talk through them as we do it. But we're going to do it live with queso so you can kind of hear what the questions are. Uh, I'll put the link up to the personality test if you want to take it yourself. But this is a legit science one. This is called the Big Five. I have done research on this personality test myself. Um, it is what Cambridge Analytica used to try to win the election for Donald Trump. They stole a bunch of people's data from Facebook. And then they used techniques that I developed in my lab to personality profile you'd like this and then manipulate you target you yes yep uh, what's I the cocktail of the week oh crap <laughs> <laughs> we don't have one but i did get a, a message from someone on twitter today that said they were sad that the gin cocktail that i made the gin ginger peach that was not very good uh that it didn't turn out because they like gin so i will sh <laughs> uh oh fink and hops just got like the zoomies in the background here um Anyway, I will share the gin cocktail that I like very much, which is the Southside. Um, it's kind of like a mojito-ish a bit. It's got mint and gin in it. Um, so it's mint, lemon juice, simple syrup, which is just sugar water, and gin. And uh, you shake that all in a shaker and then just strain it into a glass, like no ice, nothing else. Um, it's very good. Like It's sweet, but it's like super refreshing, and like the mint and the lemon are good together. So we don't have any right now. We're drinking Cokes right now. Yeah, related gardening tip. If you like mint, just grow some, and it grows like a weed. And then like you'll have more mint every single year. And then if the dogs run through it, they smell like mint for yes, a little bit. Yes, that is, is like great. Kind of a nice side effect. So uh, uh, plugging the mint here. Yeah, you get one little plant, and then like in two years, you'll have like a whole giant bed of mint. Yeah, and I'm going to shout out to Goose Island uh, Brewery Beer. They're the ones who have free beer after the Chicago Marathon. That's where I uh, discovered them. But they have quite a few. Thank you, Queso. They have quite a few good beers. Um, actually, I haven't had a bad beer from them. And they were bought by Miller Brewing Company, I think it was. Based in Chicago, though, my hometown. Yeah, a little while ago. But they've kind of let them do what they want to do. Uh, I think Goose Island is still independently operated, even though financially supported by Miller. So it's tasty stuff. Uh, I really like their 312 wheat beer. Um, it's very summery, very light, and I more Pilsner-esque than, uh, you know, most breweries, small breweries start out with IPAs and heavy hops, and Goose Island really isn't that much into the hop obsession. They make a, a good lighter beer. Nothing that, against hops in this household. <laughs> no, no, sorry, Hopper. Um, so I like all their stuff, but I especially love them because they give you free beer after the Chicago Marathon, and I, I will owe them forever for that. And we're recording this right after we recorded the bonus episode about the marathon, so the Goose Island is fresh <coughs> in our mind. Oh, yeah. Okay, so everybody's very wound up all of a sudden. Unrelated to beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, good. Thank you for the reminder yep. of the beer of the week. Um, okay, so big five personality test for the dogs. This is 20 questions. So we're going to work through queso. So what you're going to get is a statement. I'm ready. All right. So statement number one is I keep in the background, and you answer this from very inaccurate to very accurate. 
Kazo uh, is not keeping very much in the background right now. She but used to, though. Generally, I would say it's at least moderately, moderately accurate, right? It could be very accurate. I'll, I'll put it moderately, because she does. she's barking right now. Yeah, and she's chomping on people. No. All right, moderately accurate. Yeah. I make a mess of things. If it counts for foreign objects, the answer is yes, but she doesn't make a ton of other mess. Generally, no, right? So I'm going to put moderately inaccurate, with yeah. the exception of foreign objects. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vink, on the other hand, we gave her a very accurate for I make a mess of things. Total mess. I do not have a good imagination. That's probably true of Queso. She kind of... She doesn't She seems pretty out. concrete. Yeah. Rather than abstract. I'm going to give her a moderately accurate on that one. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really interested in others. Well, that seems to be patently false these days. She's very interested, especially in Vink. So, I am not really interested in others. Moderately inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. I get upset easily. She gives zero fucks. Like, nothing upsets her. No, I guess she was, like, upset with life when she came here, but she's not... Very stoic. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, we're going to say very inaccurate. She does not get upset easily. Yeah. I don't talk a lot. She is our probably most talkative dog. Oh, I don't most talkative. She barks a lot. I guess, she, no, Vink and Jasmine will bark at, like, the mailman and stuff. She just barks at the other so dogs. So say moderately inaccurate. This uh, is all would have changed three months ago. It's true. I get chores done right away. <laughs> no, she doesn't care. No chores. All right, we're no, going to say no chairs. moderately inaccurate. Yeah. I have difficulty understanding abstract ideas. I mean, that's pretty true for that's her. It's just the test for the other question, isn't it? For Vink, it was 100% yes. <laughs> All right. We're going to give Queso moderately accurate for I have difficulty understanding abstract ideas. Yeah, she's not terribly trained. I'm not interested in other people's problems. Accurate. Pretty accurate. For Vink, we said, yes, Vink does not care. Hobbs, on the other hand, quite sensitive too, about these things. Too much. Yeah. I am relaxed most of the time. Yeah, she. Yeah. I don't think she's stressed. I think she's kind of stoic. Yep. Perhaps again, we were like, mm, I don't know. I am the life of the party. No. We're gonna give her maybe a neutral. Okay. You think she's? You think she's like actively not? I think she keeps to herself more. Yeah, all right. But like, if it's playtime, if that counts as a party, that's true. She's the total life of that party. But, but when we have parties, she's not. Yeah. It's so, no, it's known people. It's the family. All right, we're gonna put it in the middle then. Okay. I often forget to put things back in their proper place. Well, she doesn't clean up her toys. She doesn't have no. a lot of toys. Well, I'm just going to put that neutral, too. I put it in neutral, yeah. I have a vivid imagination. No. I'm going to say no. I feel others' emotions. See, for Hops, this was, like, very accurate. Hops very much picks up on that. Vink. Yeah, when you, when you yell at Vink, does, what does Queso do? Nothing. Nothing. She doesn't care. No, so doesn't let's care. call that inaccurate. Yeah. I have frequent mood swings. She has no moods. She's yeah. got, like, queso mood. Kind of hopeful now. All these right, days. so I'm going to say very inaccurate about the mood swings. I talk to lots of different people at parties. She does not. No, Vink she does not. Vink makes the rounds. Vink's a social butterfly. All right, we're going to say very inaccurate. Queso just kind of lays there. I like order. I think she likes predictability and order, yes. All right, we'll say moderately accurate. I'm not interested in abstract ideas. Correct. We kind of did that. I sympathize with others' feelings. Eh, not no. really. I seldom feel blue. Now, I'm when we got her, we would say she feels blue all the time. Yeah. But now she's much better. She seems pretty good all the time now. Yeah. For Hobbs, we said very inaccurate. Hobbs, feel, Hobbs feels blue pretty much all the time. <laughs> Unless she's like 
like laying on top of GR Dad. So I'd say put it at moderately accurate that she now seldom feels blue. Yeah, that's right. See, Vink never feels blue. Ops blue all the time. <laughs> all right. So the results are she's got very low for openness, which is like n- want craving novelty and new ideas, which I think is right. She's kind of an old lady set in her ways. Yeah. Uh, conscientiousness, which is like for people, it talks about like making lists and plannings versus procrastinating. She's kind of in the middle. Extroversion, she's a little bit on the introverted side, kind of in the middle. That's about right. Speak of the devil. Speak Here's Casey. You want to say hi? Okay. Uh, agreeableness, she's on the lower end, and that's kind of it deals with managing relationships. So, you know, are you? Are you going to work with other people? Are you can try to figure things out. And she's like, whatever, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Yeah. And then neuroticism, which is like, how anxious are you? How on the edge are you? She's pretty low. She's 21% neuroticism. So that all sounds about right. So we did this also already for Vink and Hops. So we did Hops. So for openness, you know, craving novelty, she got really low, 5%. For conscientiousness, like, paying attention to other people, like being in flex, uh, you know, how flexible are you or inflexible. If you have high conscientiousness, you tend to be less flexible. Um, so she sort of very high on conscientiousness. If she were a person, she'd be making a lot of lists. She wants things ordered. Extroversion. She ended up much more on the introvert side. This is Hopper now. This is Hopper. Yep. Um, agreeableness. She ended up pretty high, 69%. And for neuroticism, which is how anxious or nervous are you, she got 95%. (laughs) Totally accurate. Extremely neurotic. Yeah. Hops, we all agree with this. Have we done Schmig yet? No, no. We we did Vink and uh, and Hops and Queso. Yes, I know, but the people who are listening don't know that. Oh, yeah. We didn't do Jasmine and Maggie just because they're kind of like a middle ground mix of the other dogs. So for Vink... For openness, craving novelty, she surprisingly got 16%. I thought she would have been higher on that. Uh, For conscientiousness, she got 5%, which would make her, like, among the most procrastinating of procrastinators who'd like, I'm going to wash those dishes next week maybe sometime. Disorganized, chaotic. Yep. Extroversion, 95% extroverted. (laughs) Life of the butterfly. Total extrovert. It's true. Life of the party. Uh, agreeableness got 34%, so on on the lower side, but not terrible. She doesn't know her name. <laughs> no. And then on neuroticism, she got only 21%, so real low on the anxiety level. She's really like the flip of hops. Like, these, these scores are very much flipped. Yes, like you could put them together like puzzle pieces. Yep. Queso kind of in the middle, and I, we, like I said, we didn't do Jasmine or Maggie, but they both would kind of end up in the middle, too. I don't know. Schmeeg might be more neurotic. Schmieg would be more neurotic, though I don't think she'd be more neurotic than Hops. No. But she does care about other people, and she does. she's very empathetic, and she's very sensitive. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, there you go. We did a little personality test of the dogs, just so you have a better picture, and its personality test seems to work fine for them. <laughs> Next up, me creating social media algorithms to profile the dog's personality so we don't have to do these tests anymore. This is not as scientific as some of the other stuff that uh, GR Mom does. No, <laughs> nope, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so we announced on Twitter that we're going to start including a question from everybody it's just like a regular part of every episode. We're going to put in a question or two. And so you guys have sent a bunch of questions. Some of them we can't, we can't use, like asking about our sex life, not on topic for the podcast. 
sorry, even if it's dog related. <laughs> if the question was dog related, uh, no, thank you, but no. Uh, but we do have a good one, so let's do our question for the week. Hi, this is Charlotte from Brooklyn, New York. You might be able to hear Starsky the Coonhound and Kiki the Healer Mix wrestling behind me. There they are. I'm wondering more about how you got started on social media as the golden ratio and how long it took you to build up your following and any strategies you might suggest for someone who's also interested in social media. First of all, I like how vocal your dogs are. Yeah, that was really good graphic wrestling. It is a shame that they're not Starsky and Hutch. Nothing personal to Kiki. I'm guessing, well, who knows? Kiki may have come first. That's true. Um, yeah, so I, GR Mom, have been on social media since the very beginning. I started studying it, like, before it existed. So I kind of have always had social media accounts. You had a doctoral thesis. What were the social media vehicles that you studied there? So I, had a, I made a list in my my dissertation of all the social media websites, which you could list then. That existed. For all the social networks. And uh, MySpace was second biggest with 10 million people. Facebook has 2.5 billion people now. So 10 million was second biggest. The only one bigger than that was Adult Friend Finder. This is not safe for work. Don't go look it up if you're at work. It's like a sex and swingers site where you like make a profile. So you, you can be like man or woman seeking man or woman or couples and uh yeah it's to like find hookups they had 20 million people it's still around i did not have an account on that one uh fortunately i was able to find their membership totals on a public page <laughs> um but yeah that was like the world at that point so it was very different it was in the early 90s right hey old man <laughs> no I was in middle school in the early 90s. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> you maybe were in college When did then. you publish your thesis? 2005. Okay. Wow. Uh, yes. No, there was no social... The early 90s, like, the web barely existed. The web was invented in 1991. Mm. Social media didn't come into existence until, like, 10 years later. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I've, I've been on all social media kind of all the time, uh, and kind of trying different stuff out. And so Hopper, so actually I had this thing for my dog Kay, my previous dog, called a tweet bark. I think that's what it was called. It was a little thing, like collar that they would wear or a tag that they'd wear on their collar. It's kind of big. And it had a, I think a motion sensor and that would send a message to a thing you had plugged into your computer, like a little USB stick. I think it was Bluetooth that did it. And then that would automatically send out a tweet to a linked Twitter account, except it was just like pre-formatted statements. You know, there were probably like a hundred different tweets, but every time the dog would move, it would send out a tweet about you like... Move, not bark? Bark? No, not bark, just move. Oh. Um, but it didn't have anything to do with what the dog was doing. It would just like randomly pick a message and send it. Oh. And uh, so I had that <laughs> set up for a while. And then when she died, I turned, I changed that account. I like changed the username and made that Hopper's account uh, and tweeted about Hops for a while. And then I got Vink and I tweeted about Vink for a while. And then it was like, oh, we have these foster dogs. Where am I going to tweet about them? I don't know. And then when we got Maggie and Jasmine, it's like, oh, okay. So like, this is good. And then the election happened in 2016 so there's Brexit in the UK, and then Trump got elected here, 
and everyone on the internet was angry about everything all the time. It was, I mean, they still kind of are. Uh, yeah. Things haven't gotten better since then. And it was just like, I just needed a place to go that didn't have any of that. That like wasn't people yelling at each other and saying terrible stuff. And I still feel like that. I felt like that for the last couple of weeks an awful lot where it's just like, I don't want to go look at anything. I just am going to, you know, I need dog Twitter, basically. Yeah, and we followed dog rates for a while. And so dog Twitter was kind of a thing a little bit. Uh, what was the other one? The dog Feelings? solution. Dog solution is a right. great account. Right, it was one of the first ones. Yeah, they're very funny. They don't tweet all that much anymore, but it's a great account. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's a ton of people whose dogs are on Twitter. Yep. And so we had had Hops and Vink both had been featured on dog rates, like Matt had rated them before. Um, Vink got, I think Vink got rated first. There's a very cute puppy picture of her. In the car. In the car, kind of leaning in. And they, he called her Jennifer, like F-U-R, Jennifer. <laughs> and uh, Said she was churlish and insubordinate. Insubordinate and churlish. I think she got an 11 out of 10. And then uh, there was one of Puppy Vink and Hop standing on the back step, and they both have their eyes closed. And that's like doggo like pupper. It's that picture's on the cover of the dog rates book. Uh, there's a t-shirt. He has a t-shirt like doggo like pupper, and that's Hops and Vink. And so, like they we so we kind of knew Matt because he had rated the dogs anyway, and I had you know talked to him online. And so, when we got Maggie and Jasmine, I was like. This would be, you know, four golden retrievers, like that's some happiness. Everything else on the internet's terrible right now. Like, let's start an account for them. And so I had an account for them. And I also around that time sent Matt a picture of the four of them at the top of the stairs. And that still gets retweeted sometimes. I think his caption was like, name a more iconic quartet. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> and uh, and he tagged us in it. And so that got us a bunch of followers. And then we did a few takeovers of the Dog Rates Snapchat account, which always, now that doesn't really change our follower account that much when we do it. Um, but it got us a whole bunch of followers when we did that. And yeah, and it just kind of, since then, you know, once we kind of got past a thir certain threshold, it's grown pretty steadily. Um, but I would say, you know, a good strategy, and I actually teach this in my class, like my students literally this week are working on projects about this. How do you get something to go viral, right? Getting something to go viral gets you a ton more followers. Yeah, what's your, what's your exam? Oh, what's your question? Yeah, right? so the assignment that my students are working on right now, um, it's <laughs> like they have two more days to finish it, um, is that they have to post something online and get 10,000 people to like it or share it and retweet it. Uh, one of them did something that I actually retweeted where she's like, 10,000 retweets, and my professor brings her dogs to class. And I was like, all right, I mean, you are playing a little into my dog's celebrity here, but fine. Like, it's funny, and you did a good job. And so she did. She's got, like, 20,000 retweets on it, so she made it. Um, but, yeah, basically, it's they have to post something and find out how to get 10,000 people to like it. And the solution to that is basically getting someone who has a lot of followers to share it, right? That's how you get stuff to go viral. Uh, it doesn't matter how many friends you have. You need someone who's way more popular than you to share it with their people. And uh, and that's kind of what worked for us. You know, it wasn't an explicit strategy. Like, we don't make money on this. I no. I mean, like, there's some stuff we do that makes us a little bit of money, but we also spend a lot of money between hosting and 
all kinds of random stuff that we do. So it's a pretty much break even proposition for us. Um, so we don't really care. I mean, it's great to have people following it, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, the girls benefit by getting snacks. Yes, we do. I mean, that's true. It's a real benefit when people send us snacks off the list because the girls get way better treats than, than, than we they would. would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it wasn't really a strategy, but having dog rates you know, share us a few times in a few different ways definitely helped bring us a lot of things, uh, a lot of followers. And then once you get those, you know, those people retweeted. And so a lot of our tweets get, you know, retweeted one or 200 times, which gets them in front of a lot of different people. And those are people that sometimes come in and follow. But yeah, I mean, if you want a strategy, if you're looking to like get your dog's Twitter accounts popular, it's to get them shared by someone more popular than you and it doesn't have to be dog rates who's like one of the most popular kind of pet oriented accounts out there um you just want to find someone that it's sort of on brand for right so like you don't have golden retrievers so it'd be kind of off brand for us to share them like we're really careful we don't really retweet other people's content we don't share other people's pictures almost never like we really focus just on our girls and so like i would not be the right person to ask Right. Because tons of people want me to post stuff that they have. And like, it's just not a thing that we do. Um, but there's plenty of people who do that. Right. Who cute, who tweet cute dog pictures or cute dog memes and like looking for ones that are a good match between what you do and what they do. That's a good way to to get that kind of attention. And that'll help increase your number of followers. Yeah, I think one of your students you've told me was marginally successful at something, you know, like fans of Maryland basketball or no, something. No, no, haters of Duke basketball. Well, that's how, that's how he got to the, the 10,000, right? He tapped into a giant community. And he didn't know it. Like, he thought he was mostly going to be recruiting Maryland people. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, someone from UNC saw it, and they're like, oh, we also hate Duke. And and so he found these kind of other communities that he the, wouldn't. The know entire us. nation. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the entire nation. Everybody except people at Duke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, but that's the thing, right? If it if it had been like I love Maryland, you wouldn't. You'd only get Maryland people. But if it's I hate Duke, like there's this much bigger community, and it's like totally on brand for that. Uh, we got. So I don't think we got a lot of followers from this, but there there is a video floating around on Twitter of Venkman's breakfast jumps with jump around <laughs> yeah. in the background, which is a song that they play at the university of Wisconsin football games and probably other games. I didn't go there. Um, but there's these also great videos of, uh, Wisconsin football with jump around and all the students in the stand, like jumping around. <laughs> and so when we posted that video, somebody posted it over to like Badger football and like all the Wisconsin Badger, athletics like official accounts were tweeting this picture of this video of Vink like doing their song uh <laughs> which was pretty awesome so yeah I think we had enough followers at that point that it didn't make a noticeable bump for us but it was a way where we like had a thing that was really appealing to that group and once they saw it it's like it's our song and this like ridiculous adorable golden retriever like this is content our people will be interested in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they shared it yeah um so and yeah, it, and it's it's hard to, I mean, we haven't, you haven't, I, I haven't, I don't know if you have done like a more detailed analysis, but I, you know, it, it's hard to understand how we went sort of worldwide on some of this. We have a lot of followers in Australia and Europe and all over the place. 
Everybody likes dogs, Ingo. It's not just <laughs> Americans that like dogs. Are they good dogs? They're all good dogs. All right, all right. Yes, but, uh, but we didn't do like a node analysis of who the super sharer was there. No, I mean, I definitely could do that. Like, I do that stuff for work all the time, but it doesn't matter. I mean, like, no, we're, we're not, not... We're not seeking to maximize. We are doing zero effort to try to grow our accounts at this point. Like, I just want to put out content that makes people happy. Like, that's what I like about it. Um, you all send, like, wonderful messages to us, and we love sending, you know, happy birthday messages to you and all kinds of stuff when I can. And uh, we just like to bring brightness into people's day. Like, that's that's what we're doing. Zero zero percent of my effort goes into getting more followers. Yeah. So I haven't done any of the real. Because the girls actually don't know, and we don't care. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like great to have everybody follow, but if we have, like, whatever we have now, probably two hundred thousand people among all the different accounts. Ooh. Like some of them are duplicates, but we have about sixty thousand Snapchat followers. That's hard to measure, but I think it's about that. We have about forty thousand on Instagram. I think close to 50,000 on Twitter. We've got a bunch on YouTube and a bunch on Facebook and who knows, wherever else this stuff is. <laughs> so it, it adds up, right? So close, maybe 150,000, maybe 200,000. You know, if we had 500,000, I wouldn't do anything any different, right? Yeah, you get more comments that you, you know, then you feel bad about not being able to respond to 500,000 comments. Yeah, I can, I totally keep up with the Twitter comments now. I don't. I can't really keep up with them on, on Instagram, and I had to completely abandon Snapchat just because it's ninety percent spam that we get on Snapchat. So I do check those messages sometimes, and so you will occasionally get a message from me on Snapchat, but it's highly unreliable because usually I'll be like, "Oh God, spam, spam, spam!" All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go look at something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the interaction component is part of it. Uh, like, it's really nice on Twitter to be able to have interactions with people, and I know a lot of people appreciate it. So that's a way where you can, like, kind of build a, a stronger core group of followers, like, if you're interacting with them and know them. And we definitely have, like, you know, that group of 50 people who comment all the time and we talk to and message with, and, um, you know, that helps. Yeah, it's nice. So there you go. There's a little bit of free social media advice. Yeah, uh, probably too random to immediately catapult you to fame and fortune yep but that would be if you hired me for consulting that would be my number one lesson uh you could also take my class which i teach but, but it helps to do something you love then it's not work yeah so keep making good stuff you know mostly it's just like make good content right like take pictures from good angles and with good lighting we can't always do that like sometimes the girls just will not get in position for a picture with good lighting but I try to take it with good lighting and interesting perspectives and make them look cute. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. You, you put thought into it. I mean, I know like dog rates, um, Matt Nelson puts in a lot of thought into his texts. Yeah. And he's way better at captions than me. Yeah. And like, I just don't have the time to like be as creative with captions as he is. I would like to have all my captions be great, but sometimes I'm just like, and here's a picture know, five emojis. Like, have a good day, everybody. So at least it's encouraging, <laughs> but I can't I can't always be clever with them. Like, it's definitely not my strong suit. Like, I've got good jokes, but I'm not good at, like, making <laughs> up the jokes every day. Um, I don't have good jokes. No, your jokes are terrible. <laughs> Universally terrible. <laughs> um, Universally, I hit sometimes. 
like it's by accident. It's like <laughs> if you made up random jokes, they would be funny more often than the jokes that you infinite number of monkeys on an infinite number of. They'd come up with better jokes than you. Yeah, it, would, it takes yeah. a lot of monkeys. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, like he puts a ton of time and thought into it, and he's very good at it. And I'm not Matt Nelson. Matt no, Nelson. Not yeah, me. no, not you, Matt <laughs> Nelson. Uh, but yeah, I I focus more on the pictures. You know, I, I create that content where you know. They do a lot of work to go through their pictures, but, you know, he's not having to take them every day. And five golden retrievers, sometimes it's just enough that, like, cute picture of five golden retrievers. Here you go. Yeah. But sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I like to think that the predictability is nice, too. There's somewhat of a structure to what they do. Yeah, we do have a sort of strategy where we've got, during the week, one group picture, and then each girl has her own day. And then on the weekend, I share the pictures that I have collected of uh, not all five. So they tend to be group pictures, but not everybody. The weekend's a good time for me to share those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have a German word of the week for us? What did I just say? Rückreiseverkehr. Uh, oh. Which is the... <laughs> so German. The, the, the increase in travel at the end of a vacation like time with holiday or something we, we are it's columbus day and so we came through the airport and there were a lot of people in the airport and my theory is they're all going home from dc so uh rückreiseverkehr is the german term i think part of gr dad's german heritage is that they have like all these random theories to explain stuff like completely based in nothing yeah it's easier than asking so he'll be like oh yeah you know traffic is really light today like it must be because like it's the third week of like July. <laughs> Everybody's so shopping. People are doing this. And I'm like, wait, you just completely made that up. Like you have no data about people shot. Like you've, no, that's based on nothing. You just made that up. My feelings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very truthy to GR dad oh, only. Truthy makes it sound bad. Oh my God. Yeah. But it, to the, to the Germans have this word of like, oh, well, it, it, there's a lot of traffic today because like everybody is obviously coming back from no, vacation. No, they had like at the end of mm -hmm. like ski vacation, everyone, the, the roads right. are all congested because people all are coming home from, there's only the five time. roads and they're all coming back from Switzerland and Austria on those five roads. Yeah. It's, that was data. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Rückreiseverkehr. <laughs> Rückreiseverkehr, yeah. Okay. And it makes Stau, which is the German word for traffic. traffic Stau. Jam. Traffic Stau. jam. Yeah, Verkehr, I guess, is traffic. Verkehr. Mm -hmm. Stau. Stau is a traffic jam. And you'll see that like if you're driving on the Autobahn. It says Stau. Mm -hmm. And and Jer Dad, like when we go to Germany, I generally am the one who drives when we're here in the US. I do all the driving. But uh, I let Jer Dad drive when we're in Germany since he's the German. And he's he like when we're in his home country reverts to talking like the home country and so we'll come up on traffic and he'll just go shtow 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 like you always say it like three times like that shtow 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 which you do not do here no shtow uh, it's a fun word to say though shtow yeah uh, okay well there you go so personality tests and a little bit on social media with the girls yep fun times uh, okay well we will see you all next week yes or at least we'll talk to you. You'll see us. We'll Everyone talk to you. have a good week. Yep. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.